0: Hey guys, you're listening to A, and this is my first go at a podcast. Um, I've decided to name it Goodness, because I'm hoping to bring that into the world. I'm a feminist, socialist, pro-choice, pro-evolution, separation of church and state, Christian. So, yep. Yep. Um, I love to help people, especially women, and this could be just one episode because it turns out I'm terrible at podcasts, but there's only one way to find out. So without further ado, welcome to goodness, and I hope that you'll keep listening. Thanks. Hello, and here is our first question. Hi there, I'm at a junction in my career where I see many paths before. I could go into a more lucrative influence space called venture capital, where people are incentivized to be amoral and agnostic in what they do. I want to go into the space to be an agent of change, but I find myself in a position where it's easier to compromise your values in order to get in, quote unquote. Faced with this dilemma, do I have to choose between values and career, or perhaps is there a gray zone in here? Is this black and white thinking all in my head? sincerely reconciling two worlds reconciling two worlds thank you so much for writing to me i'm really honored to join you on your journey and i hope i can be of some help for our other listeners VC is short for venture capital which in layman's terms is a company that gives money to other startup companies in exchange for equity reconciling two worlds would be in charge of deciding which startup companies to give money to and how much Like you, I uh, question the dichotomous relationship that's been set up here between your values and your career. You yourself mentioned a gray zone, quote unquote. I would also suggest that this relationship between your values and your career is a dialogue and exchange. Yes, you will be affected by your work environment, but your work environment will also be affected by you. Not only what you do, but who you are. Each situation that you encounter at work uh, and in life requires a different response. Two seemingly similar situations may actually require two different approaches. It all depends on what your inside is saying. To demonstrate what I mean by this fluidity of morality, I recently read a really interesting article called Should Moral Individuals Ever Lie? Insights from Jewish Law. This was a paper written by a few professors at Brooklyn College and they used examples from the Jewish law to propose different circumstances where lying is permitted. They came up with the following scenarios where they said that it's okay to lie according to Jewish law. Lying to preserve the cause of peace, not to hurt another person's feelings or to provide comfort. Lying in a situation where honesty might cause oneself or another person harm lying for the sake of modesty or in order not to appear arrogant lying for the sake of decency i.e not telling the truth about intimate matters lying to protect one's property from scoundrels which is my favorite reason to lie i'm not saying it's okay to lie but what i want to demonstrate is that our definition our theoretical definition of values is very puritanical and that In the messiness of everyday life, we are challenged to keep more of an open mind. Don't judge yourself too harshly when you do step into those gray areas, as I believe that you will. There may be times when you choose to protect a colleague, defend your rights, or remain silent at one time only to speak up at another. So for a little bit of scriptural reference, because I did say that I was Christian and I do believe in the Bible, there is a story in there called Esther. There's a book in there called Esther. It's about a Hebrew woman named Esther who uh, becomes the queen of Persia. She marries the king. So when she married him, she actually hid her ethnicity, her identity for a long time because Hebrews were persecuted in the kingdom. So in essence, she was being quiet to protect herself, to save her skin. She wasn't really being honest. However, eventually she did reveal her true identity and because the king saw in her wisdom and faithfulness, he trusted her because the reason she exposed herself was in fact to expose him to the truth. People had been lying to him and trying to convince him to commit genocide against Hebrews and Esther was able to persuade him to desist from doing so, um, to convince him to show him the truth using her own identity and her own values. So, reconciling two worlds, you may very well be an agent of change. And I think that when you are navigating these murky VC waters, you could gain a better understanding of yourself. And through being tested through these trials that you'll go through, you will make your values stronger. And along the way, I believe that you can bring more positive change than even what you had imagined. So on a day-to-day basis, how do you maintain this kind of fluidity of morality without losing your core? How do you remain flexible in your behavior without compromising your core beliefs? I I like to think about the moral core as a plant. It grows over time. It interacts with the environment surrounding it. And in order for your plant, your little plant moral core to survive, you need strong roots. You need constant nourishment. You need tending. So first of all, what are your roots? Where do your values come from? So for me, it is my belief in God. I believe he wants me to help people fight for feminism, fight for women for you reconciling two worlds it might be faith in someone or something uh, or an entirely different foundation I don't think it really matters where that root comes from but I do think that the foundation of your values has to be there and it has to be strong enough so that even when you do need to bend you will not break because of this north star this anchor So write down your core values if you haven't already and carry them around with you. Ponder and meditate on them whenever you can and have them as your guide when you have to make these difficult decisions about whether or not to step outside of what you had originally kind of set out for yourself as guidelines of behavior. So this summer I read the 7 Habits of Highly Effective People and I was encouraged to write a personal value statement about what kind of woman, what kind of person I wanted to be. This could be a helpful exercise for you just to kind of nail down exactly and succinctly what it is that you stand for and why. Secondly, how do we tend to our values or how do we tend to how do you tend to your values every day? I think that, that there are a few ways of doing this, such as having community around you that support you on your journey and also literature that inspires you and gives you hope. Looking backwards really really helps me. What I mean by that is when else you know, If I was in your situation, I would think about when else has there been a woman in my position? When else has there been a woman that had to step into a role which tested her values? There are a few people that come to mind. Jeanette Rankin, who was the first woman to hold federal office in the US and who was the only person to vote against declaring clearing war on Japan after Pearl Harbor, even though she knew it was going to end effectively her career in government. Nora Ephron is another person, she was a journalist, screenwriter, and director who actually sued Newsweek, her employer, for sexual discrimination because when she graduated from Wellesley College, Newsweek would not hire her as a writer because they did not hire women writers. Crazy. Later, Nora Ephron would not only become a successful journalist, but went on to write movies such as Sleepless in Seattle, When Harry Met Sally and You've Got Mail, which is probably my favorite movie about New York, possibly. Um, So both of these women, they were brave and they tackled the moral quandaries they were faced with differently. You know I looked up quandaries five minutes before I started recording. So there's a quote that I really, really liked from Nora Ephron heavily redacted and paraphrased by me she says one of the most delicious things available to women is that it's slightly easier for us to shift to change our minds to take another path two paths diverge in a wood and we get to take them both so for us no choice has to be permanent If you take this position and it turns out to be an absolutely effing nightmare, take another path. (laughs) My answer to you, um, Reconciling Two Worlds, to your question is an overwhelming yes. Yes, you should go for this job. Yes, you should fight to maintain your values. Yes, you should keep an open mind and an open heart to the possibilities that lie within those gray spaces. Yes, you should forgive yourself if you do find that sometimes you slip up or you don't quite get to that place that you were hoping to get to. I believe that um, the gray spaces we've been talking about are where your growth will come from. So... That's it! Thanks for listening. Reconciling Two Worlds. I really hope that this has been helpful to you in some way. Please feel free to write back to me if you have any more questions and tell your friends if you have. Any more questions, if anybody out there or all other listeners, the two of you have any other questions, please write to me. I need practice. The email to write to is goodness.advice at gmail.com. That's goodness.advice at gmail.com. I'm going to trust that you guys know how to spell that. Um, that's it thank you so much for listening. I hope that you'll join me again. I would like to thank my bank account for providing the equipment and time for me to sit down and record this session. I hope that I'll see you or hear you see your emails soon. (laughs) Bye. Love you guys.